What happens when you decide that you are ready to take your life to the next level? I'm here to tell you your path to success will not be a straight or quick timeline. It will ask of you to shed your old story, build your emotional intelligence, and put down the story of struggle once and for all to bring your visions to life. This is the unedited audio doc narrated by me, Nina Hayes, providing real life examples and lessons to help you on your journey of becoming elite. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey, Lee, welcome back to today's podcast episode. Hope you're doing so good. I'm doing well. And actually, I just got done meditating and really thinking over a situation. And I wanted to take this time to actually turn this episode into a story time. I think it's important for people to see the true behind the scenes because a lot of times you're not able to see the moments where something shifts you a little bit or where a person has to work through emotions or anger or whatever. And a lot of times you just see like the end result. But every single day, depending on you know what comes your way, you have to be able to handle it. This is extremely important, especially if you've made a decision that this is the year that you are like, you know, the ins and outs people have. You're like, okay, overthinking and survival mode is out. If that is how you are moving in this year, I want you to know that when you make a decision that your survival mode is out, that you also have to think about the effect of you taking that out. That means that now you have to be able to clock it really fast. You got to be able to check the emotions or the fear or the anxiety or the anger that comes up as you clock it. And a lot of people don't talk about that, right? It's simple to make a post and to be like, you know what's out? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? But when you actually look at the things that you are cutting out, something has to be cut out. Like you have to make room for what it is that you actually want to see. For me, I haven't made an ins and outs list, but Last year was the year where when things were out, when I was fed up, when enough was enough and I was like, F this, I didn't need a list to take it out. I just took it out. But it was hard for me to go through the emotions that come up with no longer accepting things that I used to accept. And so because of that, I had to learn how to work through those emotions of feeling like, okay, am I a bad person because I'm no longer accepting that? Or, you know, was I mean? Should I have said that differently? Like, I had to really work through those things. There were even moments where I had to cut things out cold turkey and not give an explanation because it was like, you've explained enough. This person is not wanting to listen or to come to a solution. So the only thing you can do is move on. You know, you can't just keep trying to explain to a brick wall. You got to move on. And for me, that was hard at first because I was like, okay, am I mean for doing that? Is that narcissistic to like give somebody the silent treatment because they're, you know, they're, they're coming at me, but I need to explain myself. And you might be thinking like, okay, I get that. Maybe I'm explaining this in a way where it's like, okay, I haven't worded it 
but I do that. You might be thinking like, okay, yeah, when somebody is upset, I work so hard to not make that person upset because I don't want that person to have a bad experience with me. And so I try my hardest to keep communicating and talking to them, but they're irate and they're angry and they're explosive and I don't know what else to do. So I'm just going to keep talking to them. And the more you talk to them, the more one, you leave room for them to be angered because they really are not looking for a solution. You're not telling them what they want to hear. And then two, you leave more room for your personal power to keep dwindling. This year, I knew that I now have the strength to be able to explain the experience that I went through in discovering or rediscovering and reigniting my own personal power. And so I want to share that with you, but I want to share it in the form of a story time because I had a very recent encounter online that set me back about 10 minutes, okay, where I had to sit back and ask myself some questions in order to make a move forward. And so my goal is with sharing this story time with you that is going to help you to understand a different viewpoint of how to look at your encounters with certain people, especially when you decide that you've eradicated survival mode and that you are not allowing certain things to just enter your auric field, but also from a way for you to understand that you might be pushing away a lot of blessings because you are not thinking about your next season of abundance in a way to receive. So I really hope that this story time helps you with that. So I made a commitment that I was going to get more active into one of my Facebook groups. And this Facebook group is for the estheticians that I talked to. So if you're unaware, my business is for hospitality and it's designed to develop well-rounded and grounded service professionals. But there is a very small subset of my company that caters to estheticians. And it's actually where we started. Um, we talked to the top estheticians and facialists or those desiring to be top estheticians and facialists, and we have a membership for them. And so the bridge that I use to assist people who are, you know, working on making the decision to move into the membership is the Facebook group. I know that for that ideal client who desires to be a top esthetician or a top facialist, I know that they're very type A, very perfectionist, very detailed, and they truly want to learn. But a lot of them are not able to really look at what is happening, right? And um, I say this in a way of saying like, for example, you know you need help. You know you want to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. And it's almost like they're literally saying, what they want to achieve. But when their problem has a solution presented, they aren't able to move forward because they're not used to investing in themselves. And so because of that, I use the Facebook group as that way of talking to them so they can understand that the thing that's holding them back is not that they need a mentor. You don't need a mentor to help you leave a toxic situation. You don't need a mentor to help you see that you're not walking in your calling every day. You don't need a mentor to tell you how to go and invest in yourself before you expect other people to invest in yourself, right? And so me having that conversation with them lets them know that 
you're wanting a mentor and you're expecting this mentor to sit and coddle you. And that's not how this works. In the business world, the real business world, outside of this small bubble in the beauty community that is created where it's just like this expectation that everybody's just going to kumbaya and help each other, you have to understand that if you want people to invest in you, you have to invest in yourself even more so internally and externally because people are coming to you for the external they can see that you don't invest in yourself. They can see that you don't invest in your mind. And they can see that you don't invest in growing yourself. If you're going to help someone to get out of feeling low confidence or you're going to help someone learn how to rest, well, how are you going to do that if your confidence is showing or your lack of confidence is showing through how you even present yourself and you're presenting yourself as if you don't get rest? And so a lot of beauty professionals are not able to grasp that concept. So I love using my Facebook group to do that. And getting back into the Facebook group and deciding to do more master classes and really just more conversations around how to get off the hamster wheel and actually get into your life and build your path for yourself. I started looking through my feed just a little bit and I was like, you know what? I'm a part of other Facebook groups for estheticians. So let me kind of go in there and just kind of check the pulse. And like, if people ask questions that I'm like, okay, you know, I can answer that question, then I will just, you know, sharing in the community, whatever. I noticed that some of the same questions people were asking were because of that mindset. It's like, well, what, you know, I'm brand new. What skincare line should I use? Right. Or I'm brand new. I don't have any money to invest in myself. So I'm just going to make whatever work. And, you know, I'm not understanding why I'm not seeing 10K months. I'm only charging $50. Like things where I realized, okay, this is all mindset. And I know I talked about this in another class, but basically I talked about how if you want to talk to an oppressed community, they'll listen if you teach them how to walk in the circle, even though the circle is oppressing them, right? So if you say, hey, y'all, I'm going to teach y'all how to walk this circle, like this is like discounting, right? I'm going to teach you how to discount, right? And walk in a circle. Like you want to make more, but I'm going to teach you how to make, you know, 50% less. So you work two times hard, right? So I'm going to teach you how to walk on the circle. Come on, y'all. Let, this is how you walk on the, cir- on the circle properly. And then you have someone like me that's like, hey, y'all, I'm going to teach you how to get outside of the circle so that you can make more income. See, if I'm teaching, if someone's teaching you how to walk the circle, which is, you know, discounting yourself or shortchanging yourself or comforting and enabling people to be like, yeah, it's super hard. I know it's hard. That's why you should cheapen everything. Like if you teach people how to stay on that circle, a hundred people will be there. Like out of a hundred, a hundred will be there. But if you're trying to teach them how to get outside of that circle and you're like, I know you want to make more. I know you want to go into the unknown, but you want to go into abundance you haven't seen it just yet, but you know it's possible. I'm here to show you how. You're only going to have about five people that are going to be like, I'm ready to take this leap and invest in myself and challenge myself. And then when those five go and they make their money and, and they're doing good and they're, you know, they're thriving, you're going to have the 95 that are going to be like, hey, wait a minute. What did they do? Wait a minute. And then after that, they're going to be like, oh, this is a scam that we're on because nobody told us about that. But that's how the mindset is. 
when you see people on this circle, people are not stopping to think, wait a minute, I'm on a circle. Like they'll say, I'm tired of being on the circle. I'm tired of being on the hamster wheel. But then they run and they and they spend money on things that keep them in the circle. And then they turn around and they go to the ones that they know are not in the circle. And they say, can you teach me how to get out of this circle? You you give them the tools to get out of the circle. And they say, oh, I'm going to spend my money to stay on the circle. So it's just one of those things where it's like, that's just the way people think. I thank God that my community is like, listen, Nina is telling us the truth. Nina is moving forward. Nina ain't got no time for no mediocrity. Like we moving forward. So I thank God for that. But I think that it's also just something like in that, you know, in the community where I noticed, like I, I was getting upset because I really want to help my community. And especially knowing that I've helped majority minority to be able to, you know, earn 20K months in their first year or to be able to make additional income, have fully booked client books in multiple countries. That brings me absolute joy to see people to be able to get off of the circle, to get out of the hamster wheel. And I remember um, I did a live one day and I was explaining to people why I am so in love with my career in hospitality and why hospitality means so much to me and how because it means so much to me, that's why I want to share with other people, because I know that this is how they get where they want to be faster and they get out of the oppression. And I actually ended up crying on that live because I was so pissed off because I'm like, I'm literally sitting here trying to explain to people how to get free and they just want to stay enslaved. And it really pissed me off because I'm like, these same people reach out to me and they're like, I need help. I'm tired of being on the hamster wheel. And when I look at the threads of the DMs or the email threads of talking to them, they've been saying this same thing for two, three years. And I'm like, it's not me. Like we're growing, we're moving ahead. It's you, like your mindset is still stuck on this wheel. And this is not to go into like a shame spiral. This is to say like, yeah, I'm I'm on this wheel. I need to get off, right? And so into the story time. Basically, I found myself getting pissed off because I went and I found a Facebook group. Facebook group is for minority professionals. And I was like, okay, let me, you know, let me see. A question was asked and I was like, yes, okay, this is something like I have many years experience like yes so the question was hi does anyone have training material from past large chains they've worked for I've never worked for any spa and I would like to use that or training from a spa for reference on how I can train and better assist my employees for expectations and etc you can inbox me anonymously for example when I train them on a service, what does after look like? How many training models and days should they be doing? And so when I read it, I was like, okay, so, you know, this person is new to management, right? They've never worked at another spa and they're trying to bring other people on to work with them. So this is a good thing because they want to know like how to do training for their employees, but I also know from experience of being a, a director, from experience of, you know, being an owner, having managers in the building, having staff, I'm like, what you don't want to do is copy from larger chains. You don't want to reference larger chains either because 
you're going to feel compelled to mimic what they're doing. And that right there can actually stifle your company's growth. What you actually want to do is bring in someone who can assist with the training because that person has a neutral standpoint to be able to help you as the owner to get out of that workhorse mentality, but to be able to look at it from an overview because the owner of the company is not the one that's going to be like doing the work with the team. If you do that, then you're going to have people that are not going to respect you because your staff is seeing the owner training them. It's like it's like a small town complex, basically. And so you want to have a middle person. <clears throat> that middle person is there to assist you as a witness to be able to train them, but also to be like that buffer, especially if you're a person that people are like inspired and you notice when you hire people that they're kind of like inspired to work with you. It's not a bad thing, but you want to maintain that inspiration because if you can continue to inspire your team, your team will continue to grow with you. But that means you have to have a solid middle person that's going to train your team so that they have an aspiration to achieve. If they are simply working with you and they come off the street and they've never had any performance metrics over X amount of period of time to be able to be like, okay, you can work here. We're going to get your proficiency. And now we're going to move you into the next level. And then now you'll be able to work with this professional, which is the owner that you're inspired by. Well, then now you've taken out that whole hierarchy piece. And now you're just like them. There's no difference because they're taking clients. You're taking clients. They're greeting clients. You're greeting clients. They're um, copying what you're doing. And Depending, that person may think, oh, well, that's easy. I can do that. And if you have one of those like type A performers that has the, the, they have the capability to be an amazing like person, like they have the capability to open their own business, you definitely need a middle person in that way. And you're not going to be able to see that if you don't have that middle person, because the ones that come in and they are like working with you side by side and you're the owner and they're new and you don't know that they're trying to learn all your tips and tricks so that they can open their own business. You can't see that because you're too close to them. And so after about three to six months, you're like, why is this person all of a sudden like taking my books and all these other things? It's because of that mindset, right? Not having that middle manager in place because the owner still thinks like a workhorse. So that's what I'm thinking when I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, cool. I can do this. So I respond like I do, straight no chaser. Like I'm just like, you want the information here. This is what it is. I said, training is roughly a 90 day onboard. Definitely don't copy larger chains. Your training can mimic an, an apprenticeship for performance checks with your own handbook. First check for proficiency, then on actual clients for customer review, then work alone with checks monthly or quarterly. Your spa manager or director will oversee this. And... I don't know if it's because this was like typed out, right? But the response that I got was, I'm not mimicking. I'm trying to see what it looks like for a spa business. I've worked in corporate and never spa. And I'm learning to see what it looks like for a spa business. I am the spa owner with two locations. I'm a type of person, if I see it, then I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. And what does an apprenticeship look like? I instantly went into a small dip 
of my emotion. And I'm just being honest here. A lot of coaches will be like, uh, you know, I was like, whatever. No, I went into a small dip and I have a coach that I know if I reach out to her, she's going to be like, why is this an issue for you? So I pulled up my coach's podcast where she talked about worthiness. And I just, what I do is I pick like a podcast episode that I know that I enjoy and I just click it and I listen to about 10 to 15 minutes of it because I need to recenter and recalibrate myself. So I listened to the podcast, I recalibrated myself and then I asked myself like, why am I upset about this? And I really sat with that and I was like, you know what? I'm upset because I realized that this person is not able to receive the information that they're asking for. They would rather take the hard way around. They would rather go and try to copy what someone else is doing. Or as you know, as they were saying, they would rather someone else to risk their confidentiality agreements, <clears throat> which is really what it is. I mean, I know a lot of people don't understand contracts, but whenever you sign a contract with a company, you sign a confidentiality agreement, which basically says that during your time with that company and after that you're not going to basically give their trade secrets. Every large company is going to do that. And so for me, I was upset because I'm like, this person doesn't understand contracts. Like they don't understand that. So they want someone else to violate their contract to give them old training materials from when they worked somewhere. And this person is like saying that they want to use that training for reference on how they can train someone. So not only are they wanting to take and then they're wanting they're wanting to take from that person and they're wanting to take from that chain so that they can get what they need. But also because I know how to read the BS of entrepreneurs who are burnt out. I know this person has two locations. They're burnt out. They're sitting here trying to figure out how to, in the most affordable, cheapest way, reference how to train their employees because they need employees to make these locations work because the money is not looking right. Like the money, if the money was looking right, this conversation wouldn't even make it to Facebook. This person will have a coach that they've employed that can instantly, oh yeah, you're looking to hire? Here you go, here's a handbook. Here you go, here's an offer template. Here you go, here's some things that you need to consider when you're doing interviews. Here you go, this is how your training onboard program needs to be. And it needs to mimic this handbook and you need to have signatures and you need to have a contract. It would be simple. It wouldn't even make it to Facebook. It wouldn't even make it to, I need somebody else to go out here and give me somebody else's trade secrets. Like that, that thought process wouldn't even come to mind. And for so many, they don't have the mindset to receive because they only have the mindset of, I need to get what I can get for as little as I can. And somebody else can help me. And in the message, it was like, you can inbox me anonymously. And subconsciously, I don't think people understand that when you do that, it's almost like a street move. You're telling someone, hey, I need you to steal from me. And 
you don't have to respond publicly. Just come over here and we can handle this over here in the back. And so understanding that, and you might be thinking, oh, it's not that deep, but it clearly is because of how the response was, right? When I, like, you might've been thinking like, okay, I've listened to Nina's podcast enough, or maybe you just found me and you're like, okay, wait a minute. It went a little left, right? But the person ended, what does an apprenticeship look like? So that to me is like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're running businesses and we don't have, we're running businesses that we clearly don't know how to run. We're admitting we've never done this before and we're not willing to go and learn from people who have done this before. Wait a minute. This is backwards. Wait a minute, this is money here. Wait a minute, this is business. This is reputation. This is your life that you're putting out here. And we see nothing wrong with it. And so for me, I started feeling myself getting upset about it because, and this is where it's important for you to actually like, whenever you feel yourself getting anxious or fearful or like, should I respond? Because a couple of years ago, when I first started coaching, Especially since I like because I've worked overseas, multiple countries, managing the direction of hospitality companies, I know how to do an onboard. It's simple. Like I know how to do a training onboard. Like I could do that in my sleep. But because I know how to do that, when I see that someone else is okay taking the cheaper route. And then you're literally trying to tell them like, hey, don't don't do that. Do it this way. And they get upset. For me, I used to be like, wait, I'm not trying to make you upset. Like I'm I'm explaining this to you. This is how it is. And I would literally go out of my way to try to get them to see like I'm not trying to trigger you. I'm trying to help you. But I realized that, no, some people are going to get triggered because people say, I want somebody to help me. I wish somebody would have helped me. Nobody's helping anybody. And then when they ask a question and they put it out into the universe, and in this instance, it was through a Facebook group. And then it's like, okay, someone comes along and they're like helping out instead of being like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Can you break down a little further on what you mean by apprenticeship? Instead of being in that space, this person is not realizing that they are in survival mode. And so their response is a borderline attack, a borderline like, well, no, that's not what I'm doing. I know you can see me, but let me check you real quick because I got two locations. So, you know, and so that when you really think about it, it is that deep. And because so many people don't think that deep about it, they go through life saying, well, no one's helping me. No one's helping me. But you actually push away your help because you're not in the mindset to receive. And so now when someone comes along and they say, I get what you're really asking. Here's what the information you really need to get off of this hamster wheel, to get off of this circle so that you can have more locations, so that you can delegate to your team, so that your team can respect you, so that as you do this, to as you train your managers and your managers ensure your team is ready, your managers don't bring anybody to you that's not at least over 90% proficiency so that you can maintain this respect boundary. 
And so that you don't have to go through the process of somebody stealing from your business because they feel close to you because you're the owner right there with them. Because I've gone through these things and because I'm trying to help that person, I had to stop myself and say, it is not my responsibility to coddle them because they got triggered. Subconsciously, they feel that they should have known more. Subconsciously, they feel that they should know this information already. Subconsciously, they might be battling the fact of realizing, oh my gosh, I have two locations. Oh my gosh, I need to bring employees in. Oh my gosh, I need to delegate. Oh my gosh, I can't do this by myself. Oh my gosh, I don't have the time to go and wait for somebody to bring me a large company's training manual so I can try to read and mimic what they're doing, which is really what you're doing. If you want to reference, you're mimicking. You're trying to look at what someone else is doing to help you. And so when when you meet, when the power that you're at meets power, it will always force you to look at your power. To either say you're going to step out of your power and find a way to attack the help that was sent to help you. Or you're going to step in your power to say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This is what I've been asking for. Please tell me more. And so understanding that when you make a commitment that survival mode is out for you, then you also have to sit there and say, how am I showing up when the help I've been praying for is showing up for me? Am I sitting there saying, oh, everybody's trying to charge, everybody's trying to take money, da, 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 da. Or am I saying, you know what, this is business. Business is the exchange of goods and services for a currency. So I know that the exchange in the market is currency. I know that the exchange in a relationship is reciprocal love. I know that the exchange with my friends is reciprocal understanding. So when you understand what arenas you're in, you understand, okay, currency is an exchange for goods and services. But I also know that goods and services can be exchanged with goods and services too. So let me approach this from a position in my power so that I don't miss my opportunities when they come, right? There's some opportunities. And when I looked at this situation and I stopped and I asked myself, like, I'm going to leave it on red. Because I know she asked a question where it's like, what does an apprenticeship look like? But simply the response showed me that she's not coachable. And so for me, I had to stop and be like, you know what, Nina, that's not your responsibility to go back and coddle someone to understand what you were saying. It's not your responsibility to try to get someone to change their mind when their mind received something as an attack which gave them the rationalization that they should come at you however, and, and to them it's okay. And the reason I'm turning this, you know, putting this in the podcast is because this is going to be the thing that drives the community forward. Really checking your mind and taking the time to stop and say, where do I really want to be? What do I really want to have? See, if I approach this conversation from a sales standpoint. I know how to close her as a client. I can easily turn around and say, oh no, you know what? I wasn't trying to come at you like that. Um, no, I was really trying to do da 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 da. So I'm going to send you a whole breakdown of what your apprenticeship should look like. But in the back of my mind, I know I'm going to have to leave some spaces open because this person needs to be able to come to me and ask me for help. 
And so then I would send that to them. And that person is like, oh my gosh, she gave me everything I wanted. Now I'm going to try to implement it. Oh, but I'm going to burn myself because I don't have those pieces that were taken out. Oh, hey, Nina, can you help me out? Sure. This goes for 10000 Someone actually creating a system, a training onboard that is going to be an onboard that's going to help you to make more money. And let's say you have five people go through that program and you want each person to bring in an additional 50000 into your business. Well, that's going to be at least 250000 that is you're, you're trying to add to your bottom line. I need my cut. That's how the business world works. If I'm going to create something for you that you're going to use years and years and years on end, that's going to bring in at least 250K because you're onboarding five people, then let me go ahead and get my 10 at least because the ROI is way more than what I'm charging you. But because I understand that that's not going to get that person off the hamster wheel because at the end of the day, they still have to learn delegation. They still have to learn emotional intelligence. They still have to learn how to build a solid business foundation, I realized that for me, I no longer speak to people when they're not at the place of being coachable. And so for me, I leave it on red. For you, you might have to leave people on red. And it may feel so hard to you because you're like, I'm trying to help people out. Like I sent them the link and they keep asking me these questions and I told them what they need to do. And then they told me they went to Ulta and now they coming to me and asking me what they should do. No, leave them on red. Say, thank you so much for considering me and trusting me to help you with whatever it is you're trusting me with. However, I cannot guarantee any results with anything that was purchased outside of my scope or outside of my business. Even when it comes to something like a legal, your lawyer cannot guarantee information you found off of LegalZoom. Your doctor cannot guarantee information off of what you found off WebMD. And so this is so important because with the growth of social media, AI, and just how far we're going in technological advancements, there's a lot of people that in their mind, they think it should be simple. But in the real world, we know that it's not so simple. On one hand, the lawyers are are listening because I know a few of you lawyers, thank you so much for listening in. Y'all are like, yes, there's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Love it. Yes, yes. But then I'm like, no, because I know that a lot of professionals, especially when they're new and when they are just making the decision to open a business or move into what they want to move into, that they don't understand that what they're doing is a liability until it happens. And now they're like, oh, crap, I need to figure this out. So I really wanted to share that um, just because I wanted to make sure that you really understand that everyone is a human and that we all still have to regulate ourselves. I had to stop because my initial reaction could have been, oh, no, I'm not trying to do that. Or it could have matched energy. Like my initial response is not always the best thought to go with. And so for me, I know that I need to regulate myself. What does that mean? Taking a step back. That means asking myself good questions. Why am I triggered by this? Or what's making me so upset about this? Is this person triggered by the truth? And now I'm triggered because they can't receive the truth because their triggers told them to now attack me like what's going on here right and getting into that high level space 
And for me, that's tapping into my mentor. Maybe I just need to hear something that she says or I need to like just get back on my Zoom. Like I need to just get back in alignment. But whatever that is, it's for me to do. Not for anyone else to do that work for me. And that's the work that we all have to do as we're moving into these higher, more elite spaces of our mind and of our business. So listen, I hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Um, I have decided that I'm definitely uh, doing another mastermind. I do need to get through authority first. Okay, I got to finish this mastermind and I got to get through authority. And then I will definitely be um, gearing up for the next mastermind. So if you want to be a part of the next mastermind, masterminds are $5,000 in the year of 2024. So if you want to go ahead and start on your payment plan, just come over to Instagram at I am Nina Hayes. Send me the word mastermind and we'll get you started with an extended payment plan so that you can be in the room. Okay. This mastermind, I'm looking at possibly having it towards the end of quarter two. So um, we're still working on those details. Just bear with me, but please know and understand that for this mastermind, you can go ahead and start prepaying so that once we drop these dates for the actual in-person portion, that you'll be ready, that you'll be ready to go. All right. So if you're interested in that mastermind and getting those prepayments started, just send me that message and I'll help you get started. I don't want to do too much selling on here because y'all already know how to get into my world. But um, I really just hope this is reflective for you because you're never going to know everything. All right. But to be able to know how to check in with yourself so that you can get to your next level and not go down this downward spiral, it's going to be your key to success. All right. So listen, I hope you have an amazing day, amazing rest of week, and I will see you in the next podcast episode. Whatever you do, keep becoming elite.